Let's uh, let's start this party. Uh, welcome to the Frito Show, Mr. Alan Butler, and we have uh, Meret uh, Mortensen. Yeah. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah. Wow. Meret, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, me uh, are part of uh, Gallery Demon's Mouth, where you are showing uh, next Friday. You have yep. your great grand opening. Yep. You are um, uh, Jonathan Brewer is the third person uh, running. Demon's Mouth, and uh, uh, you are the first, uh, let's say, uh, exhibition we're doing. Mm -hmm. We've done two uh, intermezzos, where the first one was a, a comedy night, and the second one was uh, an uh, um, artist, Ragnar Omos. Do I pronounce it right? Yeah, Omos. Omos, yeah. Yeah. I still haven't gotten all these funny Norwegian letters down to pronunciation, <laughs> but you know. Um, so uh, she did an intermezzo, and so now you. Yep. So welcome in Norway. I heard it's Thank your you. first uh, first time here. Yep. And uh, uh, well, maybe you just want to start to to give a small introduction of uh, the beginning. The Wasn't that where you wanted to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, like. I don't really know how these things work, so... Um. Um, um, me neither, so that's good. Okay, good. So, that's um, the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's the beginning. Yeah, no, uh, yeah wh where you're from, uh, 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 what your background is, uh, okay. what, whatever you want to share. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I'm from Dublin. Mm. I'm Irish. And I studied fine art at the National College of Art and Design in Dublin. Mm -hmm. And I finished that in 2004. And I specialized in, um, at the time, it was, uh, it was called fine art media, but it was real, really kind of just technology based. So right. I was making kind of software art and interactive installations and yeah. things like that. And everything was, I suppose, was made on a computer yeah. um, and would be experienced through a screen or on the rare occasion, a print. Yeah. Um, and I suppose leaving the BA with that kind of specific it, qualification. Because how how did it work in in, in Dublin? Was right. How does it work? Uh, how, what what kind of departments did the academy have there? Um, well, there's a fine art department, and there's design, and design would be broken up into fashion design, mm. uh, graphic design, and industrial design. Mm. Um, so within fine art, there was four departments. Yeah. That was painting, print, sculpture, and media. Okay, right. Now, because in the Netherlands, we also had four departments. Yeah. Or, no, we had three departments in the art. A ceramics and other medias, a painting and other medias, and a sculpture and other medias. And other medias. So other we didn't. Huh? <laughs> and other medias. Yeah, and other medias. Vague, it was vague. Yeah, so everybody yeah. could do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I was, yeah. uh, you know, because you, you had a specific media. But, well, it was kind of it was specific, but like you could do. Other sure, things. you could do anything, but uh, yeah. This, this, yeah, you, you can do anything. You know, the painters who would do installations mm. at our school, they would make. Uh, I say a different kind of installations, and the sculptors would do installation. If the sculptors would paint, they would make yeah, a different kind of yeah, yeah. painting. It's, it's more like that, you mean? Uh, 
Yeah, like like it is free to do whatever you want, but I suppose when you're just starting, like I was in my early twenties at the time, yeah. so I was just trying to actually learn how to do something as well. You know? Yeah. Uh, so it is good to specialize, I think, at, mm. at that point. But you know, there there is no real market or um, kind of opportunity to really do stuff afterwards in Dublin mm. um, like techie art isn't generally very sought after like it's just not in galleries it's not part of the dialogue discourse yeah. do, do you describe your art as techie art? not now not now but back then? it was yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, how how would we picture that? Um, well like you walk into a room and you'll see video screens and depending on what you did within the room with cameras watching you yeah. and the video would react in certain ways. It was really basic kind of new media art of the early noughties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I just wanna I just wanna you know, frame, like, the, frame the, your idea of techiness. Um, you know, the, the, I'd have to build a like a piece of software or something to control it. Mm. Um, mm. but the the computers weren't um powerful enough to really handle mm. video live mm. at that point yeah, yeah. so there were, it was messy yeah. yeah but um i suppose after that i was i was working as a technician in the college for a few years afterwards mm. and um i wasn't really making art mm. but because there, well, there was just no outlet for it in dublin yeah you know um and then I got drunk at an opening and agreed to curate something with yeah. a friend. <laughs> so we curated something. Mm. And um, then in about, I think it was 2006 or 2007, uh, myself and three friends got together and we opened the a gallery and studios in Dublin called uh, Monster Truck. Yeah. Cool name. Uh, I, th- I think Jonathan mentioned that name uh, somewhere in our conversations, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was probably in it. They had a space uh, next door to where I have my studio. Yeah. They just moved out. But um, yeah, so I suppose uh, working with hundreds of artists, like we did like a different show every week for... Wow two years yeah. wow, that's intense yeah. that's intense so you basically lived in this in the gallery and more or less yeah but you know d- there was no quality control I, I, yeah. yeah it was just about quantity well not necessarily just about quantity but it was just about like in, uh, allowing as many people do whatever they want to do yeah. as much as possible and how do we build a framework mm. that works for the um works for the artists exhibiting and that our aim at the first meeting was like how do we steal column inches from the other galleries in the newspaper mm. but give that to artists people haven't heard of yeah yeah and like uh i was i was part of that for about two years and then i got really sick of it mm. and i wanted to make work again so i went and did a ma in um Singapore 
And um, yeah, there's one. I was wondering because you told me earlier, mm-hmm. there was one thing to ask you. How did you end up there? Um, well, I did a couple of exhibitions there. Okay. Um, kind of like well, one of the bit exhibitions, I suppose. But um, it was an exhibition that was happening between um, Dublin in a place called the Lab Gallery and in Singapore uh, in a place called the Substation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both government funded places mm-hmm. and um, yeah I did a exhibition uh, it was a two person show with a Singaporean artist called Hazel Lim and um, I went over to um, uh, have a look at the space and that kind of thing and when I was over there I was kind of thinking oh well I want to do an MA and I'm going to have to get out of Dublin because it's too small yeah. Um, cause you know, like at that point I had kind of, I'd worked in the art college for three years as well. So yeah, yeah. then you're completely, I say institutionalized and yeah, well and it was, it was, it was about too escaping that yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went and I did the MA over there and the first thing I did when I got over was I just sat in this space and it's a huge studio space. Um, and it was like seven, eight meter high walls and mm. just big open space. And I was sitting in front of my laptop and just stared at the wall and kind of shut the laptop and went down to the art store and bought rolls of paper and markers and paints and mm. all this kind of stuff and just started making stuff again. Yeah. And I suppose at that point, because I'd worked with so many artists from the organizational point of view, yeah. that the boundaries had shifted in my head about yeah. what this could be. And, yeah. Um, so, so from then on, I suppose I don't specialise in any medium. No. Yeah, but like I, most I, people don't. I don't so. think yeah. too many yeah. people really do yeah. anymore. Yeah. But like that was that was when it shifted for me. It was yeah. just. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you you lived in Singapore for two years and, and no, moved back. No, it, it was about a year and a half. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you then didn't felt too inclined to stay there, or, uh, or it was difficult. You know, I got, I got really, really love Singapore, but uh, you, I couldn't live there as a, <coughs> sorry, couldn't live there as an artist. No, uh, everything's really controlled by the government. Yeah, like you have to apply for a permit to have every single exhibition. So if yeah. you, you guys at Demons Met wanted to show my work you have to apply have, yeah. to the ministry for information <laughs> communications <laughs> and the arts i wish you did it anyway <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah just yeah. to confuse the hell out of me <laughs> uh, yeah who would you talk to yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just you know do the do the kafka uh, kafka thing on them exactly so yeah it was a great space like like the like Singapore is what really attracted me to um, work there in the beginning was that when I visited, like they don't have any culture in the way we have culture. Like food is their culture. Mm. People talk about food all the time, and that's all they talk about. Mm. Well, they do that most parts of the world, I guess. Yeah, but like usually there's something else, you know? mm. and mm. it wasn't there. But it's this big, beautiful, clean capitalist. Mm. benign fascist police state you know <laughs> and a lot of my work was beginning to be about the culture industry and yeah. I really liked the way that 
they didn't really have a culture in- industry. It was kind of like a community. Mm. Um, but it, that's really shifting now as well. I was back last year and they have a whole new commercial gallery yeah. area and stuff. Yeah, I, I've been in, in Malaysia, I mm. think, five years ago and I was there now last, mm. last, uh, last spring. And I really saw the difference. Mm. They clean that because Malaysia, as tell mm. was a lot poorer than Singapore itself. I think uh, we didn't go to Singapore now, but but uh, Malaysia itself was completely cleaned up. I mean, yeah, was, yeah. for an Asian country, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. you know, there's well, that's the whole uh, thing. Just well. and all the slums were d- disappeared in that period of time. Yeah. You know, because the first time we came, I remember you know with the slums next to the highway. Now you just had like bits and pieces here and there, but it was yeah. like, minimal yeah. to to what it was before. So yeah. So a lot of things have happened there. I think, yeah, like a lot, a lot of Asian countries are in this state of perpetual yeah. kind of upgrading and stuff. But it, but it's a, they're really difficult to say that because like Asia, is, like what is it? <laughs> like that's a kind of European construct itself, even you know. Like mm. yeah, but we think about we think about America too, and America's a lot of things too. Yeah, know, well, that's out, fifty just, countries. So like yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, but but you know. Uh, yeah, I think they have their own characters as such. Although, but they're so unspecific, so you can, you know. But I mean, the but the culture is so that? different. I think. Yeah. yeah. In between the Asian countries, yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah, but that's that's mainly probably our ignorance as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Like I'm, I'm not an expert. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I I'll thought go. you were. No, I'll find someone else. We flew you in to get some expertise on Asia <laughs> and. <laughs> we go to Hong Kong for this um, mm. fair. Mm. We have this sheet, uh, A4 sheet with small letters of how to do business in Asia. These rules that the European had to learn. Do you remember the rules? What did it say? Yeah, you had to have a mild and friendly face. Yeah. A mild like face. Yeah. yeah. An open face. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Mild. You have to it's nice. signify friendliness yeah. Okay, yeah. in your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can never give somebody something with one hand if you want to be polite. Okay. Always two hands. Two hands, yeah. Why is you that? take with two hands. Did they, ex- so. did they explain? Uh, I don't know. It's maybe it's like you really mean it if you use both your hands. Yeah. And just like not yeah. Like yeah. throwing it yeah. over yeah. to them or something. The same if you're taking the business card. Yeah. You know, you take read two hands and you read it both sides and put it in the best <laughs> place in your wallet. And, yeah. yeah. All that kind of stuff. And but they have such a huge business card culture, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Nuts. <laughs> yeah I, I, I could never, as an artist, I can't relate to business cards. I think it's fine with anything else, but as an artist, it somehow doesn't fit. Yeah. I feel, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I have business cards. I didn't bring any here because. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what's the point what's the point yeah. like they're, like they're fine gathering dust in my studio mm. yeah. yeah yeah no I, I uh, as I said I'm not opposed to, to it as such but it's it's strange but you know if you're in a culture like that where it's so integrated you know it's a different thing I yeah. think yeah but like it, the, the person selling you a pair of shoes will have a business card yeah you take it from them and keep yeah. it but what do what do you do with them after you're done? Do, do people treasure them? Do they put them in the special business card uh, closet? Or I, have, uh, I have a stack still. Yeah. Of all the business cards I got, and uh. I don't remember half the people. Yeah. And that's a trick I learned actually. Yeah. What you do when you get a business card, you write on there where and when you met them. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Because uh, if you do that, you remember. Otherwise, you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know where I, where I learned that trick, but it, that really works. Mm. But that's probably rude to do that straight away. So you do it. Yeah. Uh, when they left, you just write down, yeah. okay. But I, I, I always end up writing other stuff on other people's business cards. Which <laughs> 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 is the worst. Yeah. 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 Deported or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe that, that screws up the system again. Yeah. Mm. And they do really want to take pictures of everything. Mm. Uh, yeah. Also, as tourists, yeah. we see them always taking pictures of everything. Yeah. Mm. And uh, this um, Dutch photographer told me that in Asia, it's not about copyright, it's about the right to copy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that brings us to, to your work as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because right? yeah, yeah. you brought uh, two, two, two paintings which, which, is be, which, are, which have been produced in China, right? Yeah. Um, this town, Dafen, it's like it's been used loads at this point with mm. various art projects. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's probably hundreds of artists like me around the world just. Yeah, getting paintings made in China at mm. this point but um, it kind of started for me where it was um, I was reading a blog and it was an article about this town Dafen which at the time it was in 2007 uh, they were saying 60% of the world's oil paintings come from this one one town, town wow. yeah. and it's like 10,000 painters trained Painters, yeah. yeah, they all come from the academy in Beijing, and, and they go there and, and they go there. copy paintings. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah like twenty percent of like the output goes to Walmart. Yeah, and twenty percent goes to Venice. To Venice, to yeah. the boutiques. Mm. Oh, yeah, to sell to American tourists. Yeah, who could get it in Walmart? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, it's just wonderful. Yeah. globalism stuff but, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah you've been working them with them and and uh, yeah I saw the paintings and you yeah. see I mean you can somehow my question is do you ever get a masterpiece from there that you think wow this is more than I put in well th that particular um, project because I've made loads of versions of this yeah I keep getting it reproduced but yeah. um, could you just shortly enlightened the project for our dear listeners yeah if we have any <laughs> <laughs> so um there was a, a photograph with the um with the original blog which uh, they got it from ibeam in new york who found it on the spiegel.de mm. germany who were basing this article around uh, something from that the associated press put out so um there was a photograph, it was, it was about 300 pixels wide JPEG with the article. And it's, it's just um, a state-run event over in Dauphin um, where they have a race to see who can like produce the most accurate painting in the fastest time. Yeah, um, cool. And they all get the same yeah. portrait or landscape or yeah. whatever. And this particular one, they're all painting this guy with a beard mm. and um the one you brought right yeah yeah mm. and when i but originally I, I just wanted to get someone who was involved in that mm. um, um event to paint the photograph of the event and in my head at the time like i wasn't really thinking it through like most of the stuff I do like it kind of takes a while to it takes a lot of doing stuff before, before I figure out yeah, what it is, what yeah. it is mm. you know? 
And um, I sent them the image and they sent me this portrait of the guy with the beard, like what they were painting rather than the, the, oh, the, the, picture. the photograph I wanted. And I was like, shit. Yeah. But um, I decided, I told them for a couple of days, I right, I'll keep that. Yeah. But send me the one I want, you know. So yeah. a couple of weeks later, uh, they sent me the right one. And they yeah. were in my studio for about like eight or nine months before I felt I could do anything with mm. them. You know, mm. Because th- that painting of the guy is just so sp- specific. Mm. And I didn't know who the hell it was. Yeah. Um, it was 2008, so it was before the time you could do like a reverse Google image search or yeah. <laughs> anything like that. You know? And um, yeah, I couldn't figure out who it was. But there was, a, there was a curator that suggested to me that it was Tolstoy. And, but it just wasn't. But through that suggestion, I started looking at portraits of him. And there was this, there was this painter who painted a um, portrait of Tolstoy who called Ilya Repin in the 19th century in Russia, yeah. who also painted this guy. I just came across the, yeah. the original. So you found the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Have you seen the original? Not in reality, though. No. Uh, no. You know where it's hanging? Probably in Russia somewhere. <clears throat> some... Like the, the information about it's very vague because I'm not sure how much of it would be in English. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind yeah. of stuck in this particular bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the research and uh, but it was interesting because it turned out to be this guy called uh, Vladimir Stasov, who was a Russian cultural czar in the 19th century, and his whole. Yeah. Um, thing he was a, a critic who would kind of also tell composers what they should compose and painters what they should compose and his ideology was that uh, Russia should never copy from the West yeah. or Europe because otherwise they'll never have their own modernism yeah. you know? <laughs> which kind of at that point put a completely different spin on yeah. this original state-run event with all yeah, these people fantastic like, painting all of these but things. Do you like, know if, if they were aware of this or are aware of this or is this a... You know? well, but that's the thing, like, whoever decided yeah, we're yeah. painting this probably knows who they are. And, yeah. it, and if they do, well then my work that's going to be in this show here yeah. is just finishing or participating in a conceptual art piece by a Chinese civil servant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it becomes this, yeah. like, w- like, what am I then? Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you know, and so, so in the gallery, it'll be just the two paintings and there's a piece of text telling a story a bit like the one I just told. But, you yeah. know, it's, again, it's like, that's not the, the no. meaning of it. No, you know, no, either, no, no, you know, no, the no. meaning is everything else apart right. from that. Yeah. What's on the wall? Yeah, yeah. Um, the story just adds an extra layer to the to the experience, maybe. Yeah, and it's it's something like I've did, I think that's the third one, um, I've had reproduced. So yeah. each time I um, do it again, I ask for an inch bigger. Yeah, and it gets a bit bigger, and they the painters just by themselves just add more detail into it. But do you get the same painter doing your thing again, or you I don't know, like maybe I don't know. like I'm. That's another thing. Like people have asked me, oh, what's the ethical issue about this? You know, where they being paid properly?" And 
Yeah, you know, like I presume they're not being kept in cages. Yeah, but <laughs> that'd be so funny to see all these painters in cages. Wow, yeah, like art school. Yeah. <laughs> it gets even, then it gets even more conceptual, I guess. Yeah, by a civil servant. Mm. These Chinese civil servants these days, they should start. You know, <laughs> you should give them a show. You know? Yeah, you should give, definitely give them a show. Yeah. yeah. So civil civil Chinese servant, if you're listening, <laughs> get in contact with us. <laughs> you can reach us uh, through Demon's Mouth. We'll happily give you a show. Yeah. So there it is, awesome. officially. That's curating. That's curating. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> inter- interactive. That's, that's how it works for anyone who wants to do yeah. Yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. In 20 years, somebody's going to listen mm-hmm. to this and say, oh, oh, I want to do a. Uh, mm. Sorry, my Chinese <laughs> invitation is really crappy and stuff happening. It's all going to get very racist soon. Yeah. Uh, I should stay away from that. That's just silliness. No, so, um, yeah, that's quite cool. Uh, but how do you get, how did you get in touch with this? Is there a website you go to? Say, so, hey... Um, there's, there's loads of websites, so... Oh, I don't know. Um, I suppose I just started emailing people at factories, and I was sending them the... Um, the image the image and I was saying I want to find someone who's involved in this and one guy said he was yeah maybe he wasn't as soon as he says he is he is involved right he's in on the well it's it's good as you know yeah it's like even if he is I'm Mm. gonna suspect he wasn't yeah yeah so you know this is the whole thing about like all this stuff that's mediated through Mm. online stuff yeah mm. um like like that's just like for me that's just a total internet art piece because mm. it's made by arguing with some guy on oh, email really? yeah, yeah. Mm. um but yeah it's a kind of funny one as well like i I've, I've 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 used it for other i've used the factory for other pieces um but this one, I think, is it's the first one I did, but it's the most kind of solid one. Mm. Yeah. But don't you have something like that in Ireland, <clears throat> where there's a city with only painters who you could have approached? Galway, yeah. Um, <coughs> no, not really. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, well, look, I'm just wondering, just, you know, if you... Uh, I mean, It just won't be possible. Mm. Everything costs too much. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then you pay... Yeah, because that, that, of course, is a, a major thing. That's a, a, a cheap way... Because, yeah, is it expensive to do, to to make have your copy sent and made? In China? Mm. Um, it really depends. Like, I haven't done it in the last couple of years because the guy tripled the price. Oh, yeah. And I just said, I'm not doing yeah. any more of these if he yeah. does it um, but each of those was about including DHL it was about 90 US dollars yeah which there and especially at the time was probably okay. a fair bit of money yeah you know, like for the price of living there. yeah but um, but it was again it's like I, I don't know if they're who's getting that yeah Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but it's the same. Like we could ask that question. But oh, this is this is the about iPad, the whole consumer culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I just, uh, I just, I, I ordered an, a Fairphone. Um, oh yeah, yeah, cool. S- yeah. Uh, seven months ago. So now in the end. Did of, you get it? In end of December, the first. Okay. I was, I was one of the first early backers, so yeah, I, yeah. I get it first before other people cool. get it. Yeah. But they managed. To, they started out with. They wanted to do ten thousand, and they in the end sold twenty five thousand wow. in the first batch. Which is it's not amazing. a big number. It's not, but it's amazing for. But that just idea. for a startup yeah. uh, company to yeah. to um, to make a phone which is trying to be open, mm. trying to to not use uh, uh, not you enslave know, children in yeah, the Congo. <laughs> yeah, not not uh, not have the you know the the, the metal profits go to yeah. to rule civil yeah. wars. Not yeah. you know, not have yeah. Chinese, uh, but, but that's something I was wondering as well because I presume a lot of the coltan, which mm. is the mineral yeah. they use in the yeah. microchips, I presume that's laundered as well, like an, anything else. Mm. Like, how do they know? Like, well, there, there's all kind of initiatives already in place which, which, uh, uh, you know, which are working with this, yeah, and, and yeah. the repercussion, you know, it's all about repercussions. So, if yeah. you if they find out, and of course, yeah. they f- do find out small, you know, I say, um. Uh, uh, corruptions and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, how I read it, it you know, I mean, this happens, but you know, it they find out about it. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You know, in this day and age, it's it's a lot harder to hide things. Yeah, yeah. than before. So yeah. you know, I mean, even the secret yeah. agencies uh, yeah. are not capable of hiding their information anymore. <laughs> you know, and that yeah, says yeah. something about the flow of information. And yeah, yeah. and and also an in- initiative like this where they. Where, where they open up the whole production process and yeah. you actually see, okay, you know, the stuff in my phone yeah. has been shipped over the world like two times, three times, you know, from yeah. Africa to India, from India to Europe, from Europe back to China, from China back to Europe, from Europe again spread yeah. out to whoever bought it. So I probably missed a couple of steps in that situation. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's quite, I think... Just that you are aware of it, okay, you know, this stuff goes around just yeah. for just a simple phone and yeah. how many components go in there and how this all but it's, 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 it's amazing works. how little we actually think of that. The yeah. amount of yeah. we hold in our hand and look yeah. at this thing and it's just magic. Yeah. yeah. I mean you know, just on this table we have a you know, we have an internet device, we have a uh a recording device, we have camera. Yeah, even we have an uh, a heater here, like an oil <laughs> heater. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, if I put my head to it, I could probably make one like that. Yeah. But like a recorder like that, no, hell no. Yeah. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, and and, but the other part of that is, uh, all the all these uh, all these complicated devices somehow become more easier also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like uh, yeah, I showed you the the CNC workshop where I worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and these these machines, you know, they they were you know. <laughs> No, that's the funny thing. They're not. They're quite simple. So, like, they must be old, though, are they? Like, the patents on them must be expired. And they're, I think the, they're about to expire now, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. why it all gets cheaper and it's yeah, more accessible yeah. and stuff like that. Because that's, like, in the, like I'm, for the show, I'm going to have this vinyl installation. Yes. I work with vinyl a lot. <coughs> and at one point, I, <coughs> sorry, I figured out that it was going to be cheaper to buy my own machine than yeah, get yeah. it done all the time you yeah. know and the only reason it's cheap is the patents yeah. expired in yeah. about tw- 12 years ago yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. just like the 3d printers that are gonna, yeah, that, the that, same's gonna those happen next year. Yeah, next year then they yeah. open up and so it will be exciting to see yeah. what happens there yeah. 
I just read on one of the blogs that there's some scientists found out like a cheap and easy way to uh, print metal. Wow. So, you know, that's mm. going to be awesome. And, uh, Is that so just like a soldering iron then? No. Maybe. Could be. Mm. Could be, actually. I haven't thought about that. Mostly it's powder mixed with some kind of resin and oh, then you okay. heat it up, it yeah, glues yeah. up and you get a... It's quite amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm in the process of, of getting a 3D printer as well. Okay, right. Just a simple one, but uh, just to play around with. But uh, but the CNC machines, you know, the the normal kind of... They're, you know, they're, they're pretty basic. You know, it's it's just a like a... a, a rotary things or, mm. a, or a thing which goes on a couple of axes back and forward yeah, yeah. and you just need, need a lot of body mass and it looks yeah. quite complicated but it you know and yeah. somehow these machines all got easier is my feeling all these technical stuff have become easier yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but they kind of could build a radiator then well as I said a radiator I can probably pull off because I can figure out the mechan- the, like the, tech- the, the, the electric stuff and I you know the, I can figure out how to make some kind of cast or something. And but like we're not far off printing circuit boards out there. No. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I, you the door opens and uh, Mr. Jonathan Brewer comes in. I don't think he's going to join the conversation, but uh, he's probably listening. Welcome, Jonathan. Not going to say anything? Just say hi, will you? um yeah so that's um yeah it's somehow all these complicated things become become more easy you know and that goes back to your 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 painting (coughs) from china from china too we hear everything can't hide from us uh, this, this must really sound really. <laughs> I was talking to someone else, uh, right? Uh, no, but that, this goes back to your paintings as well, because our communication ways are so. Um, Jonathan, are you opening cheese uh, boxes again? What? What do you say? Are you? Oh, I see. Yeah, right. Okay. I didn't know. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. No, that, that's all right. Yeah. Well, we'll take it later. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we hear everything. Can you yeah. tell us yeah. about this then? Yeah. And I say uh, the pattern of the. Um, <coughs> Vinyl. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about vinyl. So and then we oh, come yeah. to your okay, yeah. your um, your logo-ish thing. Your um, yeah, we we. Uh... So <laughs> sorry. Cheers, Jonathan. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So so back on track. Let's back go back to track. track. Yes. Okay. Um, so we were talking about vinyls. You've been working a lot with vinyl. You you. Um, yeah, like I, I, I really like it as a medium in that it's, um, it's signed material. Yeah. You know, it's for and it's cheap, mm. and it's very malleable. It's kind of forgiving. You can do a lot of things with it, and it's made of oil as well. Yeah, yeah. I kind of really like that as a kind of idea of a sculptural material. It's mm. the same thing as 
you know how this recorder is working you know mm. so I'll just spoil everywhere <laughs> mm. yeah and um yeah this this particular installation is going to have um the pattern I designed that's going to be on all of the walls um and it's based around the um the NSA PRISM software logo, mm. in that it's just the frame around the logo, not the image within it. Mm. Um, and that's repeated a few times. And it's just, it's, it's going to create this kind of really immersive experience. To, mm. And also distracting. Mm. Um, there's a really small piece in the show that some people might not even notice. Because, because it, yeah, it gets sucked up by this visual... Yeah. Like the the, the the pattern's really weird. It's like a awful sixties, seventies wallpaper, but it's black and white, and there's that kind of weird like um, you know, like the carpets in Stanley Kubrick, uh, The Shining. Mm. You know, like they're all yeah. this kind of weird geometric patterns and mm. things like that. So I kind of like it in, in that kind of way. But but it's a it was about just kind of uh, I suppose for me just. I'm interested in these kind of really simple visual branding yeah. kind of exercises. So, so, so it's not so much about the, the political issues the NSA has at the moment, or it's more with not, the not really. It's it's it, if anything, it's more about the idea that someone in a secret government organization mm-hmm. was asked to brand <laughs> this thing like yeah. why do they need a logo yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, like that was the first thing that attracted me to the logo but then it was just it, kind it's of it's the like, same as with the Chinese maybe mm-hmm. that you know a civil servant uh, makes a how say a conceptual yeah. piece or makes a yeah yeah, some, yeah yeah but the funny thing about the logo as well is that they use this um, image within the frame uh, mm-hmm. that I've taken the shape from and the image was um they appropriated from this guy. I can't remember saying that. Um, but he's a, he's a, I think he's a, a television presenter in the UK. And he took this, um, or made this image of light going through a prism. And they, he released it as a, um, under a Creative Commons license, but under the condition that he gets credited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they didn't credit him. So in, in a way, like they've kind of committed an act of, Piracy in a way as well, which is quite ironic. Yeah. <laughs> did they get? Did they get some repercussions on that, or they just? Uh, no, there, there was a comment from this guy. There, there was a comment from the um, the guy who did it, and he said, "Oh, you know, he could ask for money or something, but he doesn't want to have to get involved with that or something." You know, it's just real kind of blah blah. Mm. What, you, what you'd expect, but um. Yeah, and there, there was also a few different versions of the Prism logo that mm. I came across that had different shaped frames on them. Mm. And actually, when I originally um, sent you guys a PDF of what I was planning to do at the gallery, yeah. it was a different shape on the walls. I did this oh, yeah. like 3D mock-up, and oh, it's yeah. a slightly different shape. Yeah, well, we, of course, didn't notice. <laughs> well, like, like I, I barely yeah. noticed until yeah. I... When, I don't know why I went back, but like I went back and I just wanted to relook at something. And, oh, no, I found out because I, I've actually made a version of this in Cinema 4D. Yeah. 
like a 3D one that yeah. you can walk around, go yeah. around, mm. you know. And it's a total, like, it's, it's not a physical yeah. reality what this image is. You know? mm-hmm. So trying to simulate that in 3D software is hilarious, you know, because yeah, you're, yeah. I don't know, it's really nerdy and ridiculous. But um, Please go on. <laughs> but, but, uh, but when I was really getting into, like, the, the more closer and accurate you get to creating this 3D version of it, mm. the more mistakes you begin to see, you know? yeah. and the more kind of problems you can see. And then I realized that the version I was about to do the installation with was a fake version of it, right. that someone had put up online and made their own one. Yeah, yeah. And I was almost <laughs> going to go with that, but yeah. I kind of liked how awful the original original one it was like yeah. you have it there and if you z- like zoom into the um, this is ridiculous to be doing this on a podcast but like the silver bit you know like all the joins and corners and stuff yeah. it's like it's it's a really bad 80s uh, it's, it's 80s like, logo it is logo, yeah yeah. but well, that's what's amazing about it as well you know it's yeah. it's, it's not a, a logo for a piece of software it's like whoever designed it made a logo for a piece of software that they think is like something from science fiction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not really... As, a, as the NSA uh, director uh, created his headquarters after uh, the Stargate <laughs> Enterprise or something. <laughs> and this is not a joke. <laughs> well, it's a joke maybe, but it's uh, it's quite funny. It didn't look like it, but it was inspired. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. It, and, uh, I mean, yeah. That's how, yeah. No, but I, I, I think that it is quite fascinating how... Uh, yeah, how like this also became one of the most famous images for a month or two this year, yeah. and I was kind of thinking like, no one's nobody's looking, nobody's at looking at it mm. as well. You know, it's just this thing that people are looking at, and I like the idea of having this like repetitive mm. pattern thing. And people that have seen the shape before, mm. but they're not gonna click it. It's too. Yeah. Too far in the subconscious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's all two months ago, so you know, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's out of uh, uh, public consciousness. No, uh, yeah. well, that's. Uh, but it's weird how, yeah, how these, these big, uh, big things like the NS, NSA or any. If you go to the NSA website, it's hilarious. It's. I mean, it's it's so surreal, mm. and still, I mean, there's there's almost a million people working for this organization. I think 850,000 yeah. or something. Yeah, well, the, the, their budget is, what, more than twice CIA's. Yeah. Yeah, like they're 50 billion a year or something like that. Yeah, and, and they could not hire a good graphic designer out of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but that's because they all have opinions and they think this is hot. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, they're all strong people probably getting in there so they uh, we're not gonna take word from each creative <laughs> activist we know how to do that but it's it's funny how how they how they present themselves towards the world and what they actually do and I, I truly believe they 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 hardly know what they're doing because mm. what they what I what I think that they've become like any cooperation does after a while they become an organism mm. and nobody's in control anymore yeah yeah there, well there's kind of overriding ideologies that are also shifting mm. yeah, yeah. and time. there's it, yeah. and if it gets that big there's different factions within 
within this, you know, some people have good intentions, some people have bad intentions, some people don't give a shit, some people give a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it mixes together in a strange, you know, uh, strange mix of reality. And, yeah. and the funny thing is how it shapes reality, you know, especially now yeah, with all yeah. these... You know, revelations of, of what what just this one this secret uh, agency does and I mean count on all the other agencies to do as much as or more than this one yeah and uh, uh, you know so it's uh, I think it's quite fascinating how they shape shape reality and mm. how they get out of control of reality that they yeah. don't they don't have a mm. uh, actually a grip of what they should stand for yeah. what they have been created for but th this is one of the really interesting things over the last I suppose especially since the financial collapse yeah, in 2008 mm -hmm. is that there's never been a time where our financial organizations the political establishment and the media there's never been a, like a situation in history where it's been so kind of visible how little they know or are certain about on how the world works and why yeah. it's happening mm. or at least that's the version they're selling us as chaos mm. you know like and I think that's really interesting that everything is just like nobody knows what they're doing mm. yeah there was a really uh, brilliant um, Adam Curtis uh, blog post I don't know if you know this guy he's like mm. he's a um, really really interesting uh, BBC documentary filmmaker Adam uh, Curtis you say yeah and um, basically uh, his job in the BBC is he has access to their entire archive of video and he pieces together usually 20th century history but through the lens of um, video journalism or movies or television and uh, current affairs programs and things like that but he has this uh, blog um, on the BBC website where yeah, he, uh, mm. he does all of this but there was a brilliant um, uh, post he did about how MI5 was set up yeah um, and basically there was some guy who was uh, saying there was going to be a terrorist attack from the Germans uh, but it, it was based on rubbish intelligence mm. um, so there was no uh, political kind of mechanism to, to counter or to, to yeah but, but what happened was that this guy was also like he was writing kind of spy novels and stuff so he was just making all of this stuff up mm. and he got to write for the Daily Mail the trashy newspaper in the United Kingdom and just um, wrote about this plan for the how the Germans were going to come over and mm. you know take over this whole town and blah blah blah. And the population went berserk in the UK, saying, "Oh, this is this is what's going to happen." So they set up MI five based on this guy. <laughs> this guy's crazy writing, but it's an amazing like um, blog post where he's yeah. he's he's got all this like old archive footage of uh, all the guys who. But isn't isn't that how how the media or like the political interests are testing things out you know they put out stories like that see how the people react no. if there's a ground for an organization like that or not yeah well that's kind of um, that's what I would do yeah well that's kind of um, part of the so that's kind of like a tangent off from the idea of what a limited hangout is then as well 
Because mm. like the limited hangout is that either a corporation or a government body would leak information. Yeah. But by leaking information, they're hiding other information. Yeah. You know, and it, it's that kind of thing as well. That like there was loads of conspiracy theory websites about this Edward Snowden stuff saying that oh this was a limited hangout. Mm. You know, mm. but like. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> in a way, but, I mean, but it's it's a really interesting idea that yeah we can't even. But that's believe the interesting thing that the, con- the conspiracy theories they mm. care, they and care, and I think that's a fascinating. But thing. but I love as well like it's that like it's only this group of like stoned unemployed guys who have figured out the world. No, but yeah. that's not true yeah. anymore. That's the funny part. I think I think uh, uh, well, depending on how you define define it, but yeah. Uh, uh, well, because there's the, the conspiracy theorists guys, and then there's the more serious academic ones who would claim to be into deep politics. Yeah, which is a different level of conspiracy. That's theory that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, the the, the conspiracy theory uh, world as such yeah. has also been diversified. It's yeah, not yeah. only a certain yeah. Uh, uh, I say a certain. Uh, uh, demographic group who yeah, does yeah, it yeah, yeah. but you know yeah. it, it can go all, always up and down and, yeah. on, and also on all kinds of level of intensity I said. Yeah. and the other thing is a lot of conspiracy theories which has been kind of voiced have partly also become true you know, so there's also more ground for yeah. for I mean you know that the government is spying on you yeah. you, know, you say yeah that's a funny <laughs> you know family theory yeah. and now we find out okay the government is spying on us and the rest of the world, or you know, and, and the rest of the world is spying on us too. And yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, but a lot of this stuff has been is kind of out in public anyway. Like, there's no, but it wasn't out on the public. Some, I mean, of, this, some of the stuff was. The, the funny thing with all these theories, uh, that, that's a, I've been following this for a while. You, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The funny thing with this is, uh, uh, as soon as a, as a theory gets out in the open, it gets integrated in society instantly. Yeah. It it seems as is as it always has been there. You know? Yeah, and but if you really rewind only ten years ago, it you know of course there were some the voices were out there. Yeah, and now you can find them easily yeah. back. But back then they you know they were quite limited in their yeah. in their in their capacity to communicate. Yeah, and, and it, but it's funny like it it comes through a lot of kind of cultural products as well you know like the x-files was did a great sure, thing sure, for sure, that sure, in the sure, 90s sure. And yeah. like i'm i'm right in the depths of grand theft grand theft auto 5 at the moment right mm-hmm. and like that is all about this like i know that like it wasn't written before the nsa stuff came out but like it's all about this stuff like they have like the FBI and the CIA are spying on each other and competing. And then there's also what I can't, I think they call them Merriweather, but they're the, the Blackwater. Yeah, Blackwater. Yeah. yeah, guys, basically. And how all of these mm. different organizations are trying to kill each other, basically. Mm. And they're, they're competing over money. But like, but mm. that's what the idea of um, people are saying about it. You know, the conspiracy stuff about Edward Snowden is that he is actually a CIA guy and this has been released to discredit the CIA and it's just a big turf war. Yeah, yeah. I did the NSA, you mean? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, This could well be true. And that's the thing, you know, it could all be true. And and that's the funny thing. Uh, In the end, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. But there's a difference between, okay, in a game, you know, these suggestions Mm. are made and, you know, 
in the, in the mainstream media and these these uh, things come through you know mm. yeah. so, so the ma- mainstream media can't use its self-preserving mechanism to ban these kind of wor- really worrying things out you know they can just mm. focus on chaos which sells you know because yeah. it's it's easy because you get a you get a quick thrill out of it you know because you yeah. you know you're all of a sudden, you know, you're all out of balance so you know that gives you a small rush yeah. but if you're yeah. out of balance you know you you make probably make uh, uh, all more stuff in your body which you know gives you a small kick yeah that's what we're hunting with all this news and all this stuff yeah, you know, we're yeah. having these kicks and yeah. that's what they're providing because that's what keeps them in business yeah, you know? yeah, yeah it's not the truth it's not it's not yeah. uh, you know it's not yeah. news it's not any of that yeah. there's some of it there yeah. because i mean it needs to be yeah. related to reality yeah. in order to to have yeah. some kind of uh, It would be quite like a beautiful thing if it wasn't so tragic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't. I don't think it's actually that tragic because it it, it just, adds to our human experience. And it, but, for some people, but just the aimlessness of all of it. Yeah, you know, we're just kind of oh, consuming all this stuff, and it's yeah. like, like it doesn't matter if it's real or not. We're just happy with the illusion, and it's like. Well, no. Y- yes and no. Because if you know, let's say. You, you, let's say there's two choices there's probably more but let's say there's two choices you have either we live in a, in an illusion everything is just meaningless or you know everything is you know meant to be no matter which one you choose you still have to live your life you still have to go through yep. your life and 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 you have opportunities to grow you have opportunities yeah. to fail you have opportunities yeah. to 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 feel you have opportunities to you know to waste it mm-hmm. you, you have But 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 at least before there was the illusion that the world was simple. I don't think that ever was. Oh, I, like but I, even like if you could like look at the there's historical records from you know let's say the from when when the 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 train came on the the steam trains you know, yeah yeah the world went so fast and you know everything yeah. was so uncontrollable and you know and yeah and no but I mean in the kind of um like the big paradigms of how the world works like like let's say when the cold war ended they couldn't just say it's like this binary relationship between good yeah. and evil so yeah. these other things have to fill that gap yeah and it just became really really complex like the narrative itself became complicated yeah. no i'm not saying like yeah, life I, got any more complicated but the narrative yeah, I li- has become atomized yeah, you know? I like, I like it's become thought, really yeah. really yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's why it's so messy with all these wars. They don't really work out as they're supposed to do, like uh, Iraq and Iran and, yeah, and it's Afghanistan. Yeah. It's all it's all a bit messy, you know. And yeah. they can't really make out a real narrative, you know. And then they had to invent terrorists, and the terrorists had to in, invent themselves to you know fit uh, fit the story. Because mm. I mean, they're they're part but of the same. But story, isn't so. it weird that we're, we're all, like we're saying here that? Um, what we're saying that oh they have to invent terrorists and everyone just accepts that mm. you know like yeah because what, what, what if there are terrorists yeah yeah because like, we feed on this you know we mm. feed, as i said we feed on it through, through but the we, but, to but get we, a kick to get a small feeling we, of danger but, it, but it's kind of like what we're saying is that we're feeding on the fact that it's probably not real rather than the fact that it's real you know like well, that's the kind of thing mm. we're into these days mm. so, you know they invented terrorists wow that, that's the narrative rather than there are terrorists and that's the well, normality which, of which it, i yeah. think as a narrative is much more interesting because mm. what you in the end say you are your own enemy mm. right yeah so there is no outer enemy there's just an inner enemy yeah 
So, and, and this, this is, a, I think, a very spiritual thing, it's you know, that realization. Buddhism. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't, I don't think it's just Buddhism. I think it <laughs> no, relates to, to, to all. But, you know, so we realize more and more, okay, you know, we do it to ourselves. Because yeah. each time we, we decide to buy, buy anything, each yeah. time we decide to spend our energy on something, yeah. we make choices of what kind of world we want to live in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and which is, uh, um, you know, and... So we live in the world we live in. Yeah, and I think the internet is also a great like metaphor for this because you it just gets more and more personal, per personified, personified. Yeah. Like yeah. every time you click on something, somebody's gonna pick it up and advertising yeah. more like dire directly to you. Yeah. yeah. So this is a really good picture of the world becoming yeah. what you think, what you do, what you. Yeah. The thing is, and, and, and I think that's the interesting thing, everything becomes visible now, you know, as I said, it's a lot harder to hide things because mm. there's, you know, the information flows so free and they could, I mean, they, a meteorite has to hit and all our, you know, internet is gone and the funny thing is all our history is gone too because mm. we have nothing on in stone anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah. Everything is in, in ones and zeros and they yeah. just evaporate as soon as, you know. Yeah. I mean, think yeah. about it. In a thousand years, somebody finds a hard drive. They just think, oh, this was a... Yeah, they've got a USB 5 by then. Yeah, they won't be able to... <laughs> 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 they, won't, they won't be able to connect, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 Does anyone have a SCSI cable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have these huge adapters, which are five meters in diameter, just to connect to this. Wow. Yeah. The concrete will stay with us forever. I heard. Well, that's <laughs> demons' mouth will Demons' mouth will 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 still be standing. This concrete. <laughs> the funny thing is, they just reinvented, um, or just I don't. They recently re reinvented how the Romans made concrete, and that's really it's really superior concrete, which is right. still standing today. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and I think it's um, they they mixed it together with some kind of volcanic ashes I think some anyways I don't know the technicality but they reinvented that again so wow. maybe we have strong concrete again which lasts a couple of thousand years in 750 wow. so be interesting it's terrifying I think it's nice it's really awful buildings out there <laughs> beautiful think about it oh god yeah. mm. Yeah, I mean a good thing with the crappy architecture we're living here now. You know, just these engineers who making, making buildings to make money. Huh. The good thing about those, they'll be gone they in hundred years. Yeah. They'll be gone, which is also a sad thing because it's such a waste of energy. Mm. 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 Yeah. So how did we get on this path? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks. What? Jonathan doesn't want to speak. You have to type it in. He wants Show a me. helicopter. <laughs> he wants a helicopter. Uh. <laughs> uh. No, but it's weird to, to join a conversation after almost an hour, I guess. Have we been talking that long? Yeah. Oh. Goes fast, huh? Mm. Mm. I think the longest one so far was about three hours. Mm. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, can you see, like, you know, on YouTube, you can see how long people are 
listening to on the graph. I think I think so. And you do that on the SoundCloud where it's like yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think you can can see that. I haven't found out where or, or I'm not too interested in. So it. if you want to say anything controversial, it's probably this is at, the best at time. The end, yeah. the end. That's that's where uh, that's where the hot juice is made. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Um. What else? Yeah. Yeah. What else? Yeah, maybe we're just running out of things to talk for now. I mean, that, that's fine too. But uh, yeah. unless you wanna. But like you, you guys have been doing loads of these things about demons, mass, haven't you? What the podcast? No, no, no. The podcast is is uh, something uh, I initiated yeah, yeah, on my but, own. But a lot of them have they been around demons, mass or no, no, no. This okay. is the first one. Okay, because I heard most of one with Jonathan. Yeah. And uh, that was bit, before. That was even before we know, knew. Yeah, we were but you were kind of talking about like yeah. the space before it was even yeah, a we, thing. Yeah, yeah. We no, yeah. we were talking about opening up a space maybe in, in Los Angeles, in LA, or, yeah, 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 which didn't materialize. So now, yes. now it materialized here as yeah. these things go. So yeah. yeah, so that was just before we. Uh, so th this we is the first one then. It's the first one that's related to to demons' okay. mouth. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, the other was just people I. Uh, I wanted to talk to him and got a chance to talk to him. So, yeah. No, but I think it's a nice way to to uh, introduce you to uh, to Oslo, and uh, mm -hmm. so uh, so people can prepare. Hello, Oslo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the world, I think uh, yeah. people are listening f listening to it from all over the world. So. Norway has its own intranet. <laughs> Just get out. <laughs> it, it stops at the border. Yeah. It only gets sent to the NSA, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Right. Are they funny. spying on the prime minister's phone? I guess so, but I, I think they do that. The prime minister voluntarily gives his tape to the NSA. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they have a long history of collaboration with America, yeah. and I mean, there's a pipeline of information going yeah. back and forward. With yeah. you know, everything yeah. is handed on a silver platter. Yeah. But you know, what politician in all reality has Any ever power? said anything on the phone? after Nixon yeah <laughs> yeah those are really silly you can still get I mean have you heard about the mayor in Toronto <laughs> oh yeah but hang on you have to excuse him he's on crack oh yeah right yeah. no he was he wasn't a what, what, what was it he wasn't a stupid uh, uh, I say when you're really drunk is he used a really fancy uh, weird word for it on a not on a binge but something similar on a, a bit bender more. Almost like a crack bender. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, see, he, uh, he's quite silly for a politician. Uh, for a politician. Yeah, it's great for us, but it's probably it's great for Canadians. But, yeah. Oh my god! And, like and having someone like him make decisions. Was really the funny scary. thing, uh, there was a, a mayor in a, in uh, in Florida, I think, mm. who got busted as well with drugs. And the first thing the the sheriff said was, you know, <laughs> maybe in Canada do it differently, but here we, uh, you know, <laughs> we get busted. You, no matter if you're an officer or not, you're gonna go to jail. Yeah, yeah. I'm so surprised he hasn't been in South Park yet. Yeah, he hasn't. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. well, there's still yeah. time, I suppose. Yeah, yeah he'll appear. <laughs> mm. No, it's hilarious. Yeah, but it. it but the other thing is. Um, the politicians as such don't have that much power anyways anymore because things are uh, 
it seems more and more run by big corporations. Uh, Banks. That, that are big corporations too, right? And there's about, um, uh, you know, there, there's a couple of hundred country, uh, companies who, uh, who more or less uh, rule the world or who own 80% of what's out there. You know? so, good for them. Hey, if they're happy with it, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I feel good for them. Yeah. I don't feel good for them. It must be horrible, you know. If you, cause what, money, yeah. if you, you know, I mean, basically, after after a certain amount of money, money doesn't matter anymore. It, yeah, it stops. It's existing. completely irrelevant, yeah. you know. And and so it's not about money anymore. It, it's about it's about power, I think, but about mm. raw power, yeah. which which we mere mortals, I don't think, really yeah. understand. Because that's something completely different. And and you know, you get addicted to that, like anything else. Yeah. And uh, and you know, and it's easy if you're if you're high high on the top. It's easy to forget that you're also just a human being. Yeah. So maybe it's good that Mayor was on crack, rather than raw power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, I think he confused a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Anyways, I think uh, I think we should close it up. Is there uh, any uh, any? Uh, way how people can uh, reach you do you have something like twitter or twitter some, yeah yeah you want to say your twitter account so people can just follow you google my name alan butler <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good 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 way to do it alan uh alanbutler.com is it right as well dot info dot info yeah right and uh, uh well thanks for having you thank you looking forward to the show on friday yeah i hope it goes up well uh i'm sure it will and uh hopefully no one dies I <laughs> that, that, that I really hope so. Anyways, uh, no, yeah. But uh, thanks for having you. Thank uh, you. Great talk and. Uh, Cheers, freedom. Well. Uh, good night. Just wanted to say one.